Rude Nation, what's going on? It's the 10th of the month, and it is time once again for a Rude Boys Top 10. This one's a little unfortunate right now. It's our boy Tom is uh, under the weather, so he's not going to be able to join us. Uh, but he picked a good one to sit out because we are going to be celebrating our Top 10 Nintendo 64 games. Now, I know what you're saying. Sherm, didn't you guys have a, a whole N64 episode? And to which I say, uh, shut up. It's our show. Uh, and you're right. It was episode 64 of the Rude Boys Power Hour Plus. But this month, on September 25th, we are going to be celebrating 25 years of the Nintendo 64. So what better way to commemorate such an occasion by celebrating our top 10 N64 games. And 10 is going to be a pretty loose uh, definition, and we're going to talk about that right now. Um, we're going to start off big time, big time, THQ wrestling games. So we're talking about WCW versus NWO World Tour, Revenge. WWF WrestleMania 2000 and WWF No Mercy. Obviously, that's not four places where where all these wrestling games are one big conglomeration. And then I hear you saying, "Sherm, didn't you guys have a whole video game a wrestling episode?" And which I say, "Dude, stop, stop bothering me." But yes, we did episode 91. Um, we don't recommend you talk about it. Uh, go back and listen to it. Download it by all means, but don't go back and listen. Not a great episode. But wrestling games peaked big time attitude era uh the monday night wars basically everything was just great coming out of that industry including the video games maybe not the acclaimed ones but whatever less said about those the better those wrestling games made our top 10 nintendo 64 games it's hard to do this by myself i'm sorry uh and again we're using 10 pretty loosely because that's one uh, one I want to talk about is Mischief Makers. Mischief Makers is a treasure game that was uh, put out by Enix prior to them merging with Square, in case you guys didn't know. So they were just the Dragon Quest people at the time. I'm sure they did other things. But Mischief Makers. Mischief Makers put out by Treasure. You guys might know Treasure uh, with, like, Gunstar Heroes or um, another game we might talk about later on the list. But Mischief Makers was a 2D platformer uh, starring Marina Lightyears. Uh, it was just a great, you know, she would, uh, her big gimmick was that she was shaking her enemies and getting jewels and stuff like that. It's a great game. It was actually the first import game I ever played. There used to be this one joint by us called Microplay, I believe it was called, and I was able to get an import copy, or at least rent an import version of Yuk Yuk Troublemakers, aka Mischief Makers. Speaking of import games, speaking of treasure games, speaking of our top 10 Nintendo 64 games, Sin and Punishment, Successor to the Earth. This game uh, was then released in the Wii Virtual Console, um, I believe other Virtual Consoles since then, but this game in uh, had English voice acting, uh, like I said, was done by Treasure, was like almost like a twin-stick shooter in a way. Well, I mean, really, one's like, you know, you got the cursor on one hand and the other one is you're moving your character, but this game is just phenomenal. If you're down for the high score shooty games like that with like a bonkers fucking anime plot, Sin and Punishment should be your bag. There was a sequel that came out for the Wii. I think it was called like Star Successor? Star Soldier? Star something. Starfish. The Chocolate Starfish. Probably not that, but definitely check out Sin and Punishment, Successor to the Earth. Made our top 10 N64 games. Let's, uh, let, let's uh, talk about Nintendo's mascot. We're going to talk about... We're not merging these. These are three separate entries. Super Mario 64. Just replayed this game on the Super Mario 3D All-Stars uh, Switch cartridge that came out uh, last year for Mario's 35th anniversary. 
Mario 64 is one of the best games. Um, it definitely ushered in the 3D platformers. Uh, there were games that came out before that, but we don't even fucking talk about those. It's all about Super Mario 64. It's all about that analog control. It's all about punching and kicking and falling asleep and talking about pasta and swinging, ma- swinging Bowser and calling them homosexual. Great, great game. Play it any way you can. Mario Kart 64. Now, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, okay, shut up. We did do a Mario Kart episode, all right? I don't want to hear it. But Mario Kart 64, one of the better Mario Kart games, which is saying something because every entry, unless it had a super circuit in the title, was great. And Mario Kart 64 brought in the four-player battle mode, racing mode. It was just a fun time, man. Block Fort, you can't beat that shit. Mario Tennis. Mario Tennis, uh, first off, A introduced Waluigi, so it should have been just our top 10 Mario Tennis uh, stars, and it would be Waluigi times 10. But this is Mario Tennis. Uh, This actually got me into tennis, believe it or not. Um, Your boy is not aerodynamic, not... is big schlub. So any sort of sports thing, I mean, you throw Mario in it, and you throw this fucking lanky purple Luigi clone, I'm fucking in, baby. Mario Tennis, Mario Kart 64, and Super Mario 64 all made our top 10 Nintendo 64 games of all time. Another game that made our list, one of my favorite games coming out of the N64, Star Fox 64. The rumble pack, the voice acting. I'm not even going to do any of the memeable voice clips. I could. I could probably just fill out the rest of the time with this, so I could do our top 10 uh, Star Fox 64 voice clips, but we're not going to do that. Star Fox 64 uh, ended a couple friendships, because that was definitely in the heat of the console wars. I was a hardcore Nintendo fan. I still am, but this was, like, even more so, like, just blind fervor of Nintendo. Uh, It also didn't didn't hurt that I got that VHS that everybody can find on YouTube. I got that VHS from Nintendo Power talking about hyping up Star Fox 64, the Rumble Pack. Yeah, it was just a fucking great game. Um, the 3D version on 3DS is great as well. We got to do a Star Fox episode, I'm just realizing right now. I'm thinking and talking and planning out loud. Um, a game that, uh, this is another cheat. Actually, I think uh, we got a couple cheats in here. Um, one list of a game, we're going to talk about the Rareware Shooters, and by that I mean GoldenEye 007 and Perfect Dark. GoldenEye 007 is probably still to this day one of the better movie tie-in games, if not the best movie tie-in game, that has ever come out, and that is, I mean, it is and isn't saying something because they're all pretty much trash, but GoldenEye 007 was one of the premier first-person shooters to hit a console. Uh, yes, Torok did it first, at least on the N64, but man, oh man, GoldenEye 007 kind of knocked it out of the park. We're not even going to talk about multiplayer right now, but as far as the single player goes, like being a spy, having different objectives and different missions, and, you know, when you increase the difficulty, you got to do different things to get this stuff, and all the cheats, and oh my god, you had to beat levels, like, within seconds to get, like, invincibility and paintball mode and DK mode, crazy shit. And then Rare just went nuts with Perfect Dark. They just basically were like, you know, James Bond, we did you. Let's do our own thing. And they brought us Joanna Dark. And, I mean, just a, a bonkers plot with, you know, space aliens and, uh, like, a Mayan culture. 
and uh, their multiplayer brought in bots, and, and both games' multiplayers are phenomenal. Obviously, Perfect Dark really kind of put it light years ahead, no pun intended, with the whole space shit, but they, they're a blast. They're an absolute blast. Um, do not use the N-bombs on... That's a weird thing to say out loud. You know, neutron bombs. That's what I'm getting at. Don't use the neutron bombs because your frame rate will drop playing Perfect Dark. I don't know about the 360 version, but, you know, who knows. Uh, both games, fantastic. Both games, uh, tied for one place, made our top 10 N64 games. Keeping it with Rare, though, Conker's Bad Fur Day. Now, Conker's Bad Fur Day, I talked about in a previous episode of the Rude Boys Power Hour Plus... That it reminded me a lot of Psychonauts, a lot of charm, a lot of style, a lot of um, a lot of funny, funny stuff. Um, but it, it only wears so much. Um, I mean, great characters. You know, I, I I quote this game maybe once a week. It's just something that pops up in my head. Like, oh yes, the milk, the milk, the tables, the tables, the tables, like stuff like that. Uh, it, it, it's great. Beardy, you don't have a beard. No, Birdie, Mr. Scarecrow, Birdie. Like, uh, I can, I can do that whole intro pretty much by heart. Uh, don't even get me started on the Great Mighty Pope. But Conqueror's Bad Fur Day made our top ten and sixty-four games. Our last entry for this list, Tommy. I'm sorry. It's Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time and The Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask. Both games had to make our top ten list, and both games we've just conglomerated into one. N64 Zelda, um, Ocarina of Time. You can't you can't say much about it without a angering Tom and b. It's just one of the best games ever made. Everybody has said it time and time again. Majora's Mask, uh, a, a quick turnaround sequel for Ocarina of Time to get another game out onto the N64, which we, you don't usually get. You don't usually get a lot of sequelized, consoleized Zelda games, but here you are. And Majora's Mask has charm, has style, and both Zelda games made our top 10 N64 games of all time. Thank you for joining me, and thank you for joining us, Rude Nation. I know Tommy's here in spirit. Um, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next time. This has been a presentation of the Rude Boys Podcast Network. Um, oops. Oops.